Greetings, and welcome to How We Do Digital Ministry Podcast. I'm Christopher Harris, founder of Faith Growth. You can find us at faithgrowth.com, where we help our church clients build their digital presence and engage with their communities online. On this podcast, we have a conversation with a church leader and ask them to share how they do digital ministry in their communities. Today, I am talking with Pastor Angela Shannon, the pastor of All Saints Lutheran Church in Bowie, Maryland. Pastor Angie, thank you for being here and please introduce yourself and tell us how you do digital ministry. Hi everybody, I am Pastor Angie Shannon and as Christopher said, Chris, uh, I am the pastor of All Saints Lutheran Church in Bowie, Maryland, but I like to add where the all really means all, no uh, encoded language, uh, no yes, uh, uh, buts, or if thens, all really means all, because that can be some, you know, uh, language that really doesn't mean all, but we absolutely, absolutely um, mean all are welcome. And um, with that broad and extravagant welcome, we do digital ministry in a variety of ways. Uh, we have worship online and um, we're looking to do hybrid worship uh, and experimenting in all kinds of ways. I have encouraged our digital team. We have a, we, we actually have a uh, digital um, uh, strategy team, which <laughs> uh, amazes me because I call it the great ejection. The great ejection from our buildings happened on March 8th. And everybody was scrambling like, what now? What now? And um, we had these folks that were just there. So um, I encourage people to look at uh, who is present in the congregation. Uh, you may have jewels and gems just waiting um, to be tapped. People like to be asked. Mm -hmm. Some folks will have all these uh, wonderful gifts and you don't know unless you ask. And the answer is always no, unless you ask. So, well, one of the reasons that I was excited to have you on the, the the podcast is, you know, we've known each other for a few years now, from when you had a call in Dallas, where I'm at, and, you know, you were even before COVID, you were an adopter of digital as a way to do ministry, and so. I, let's, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, even before COVID, where did you see the promise? Why, why were you one early, you know, why did you really want to embrace this technology and how did you see that it was going to help you uh, in your ministry to share God's love? Well, in my first call, you, you all remember those desktops where the monitor was as big as a 26 inch Pullman. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I um, I always used computers, but when I got to um, my first congregation, I met a member of the church who was using her computer in all kinds of innovative ways, you know? So I was ordained in uh, 97 and I was curious, but you know, I'm uh, one of those end of the, you know, end of the tail boomers, 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, I see myself as a bridge person, though. But in uh, the tail end of the boomers, and boomers tend to, um, and it's a sweeping generalization, so it will work for some and not for others, um, tend to um, worry about breaking things. And so my church member said to me, listen here, Pastor, um, you don't know enough to break it. (laughs) And uh, if you you paint yourself in a corner, just call me and we'll walk you, I'll walk you out of it. And when I heard that I couldn't break it, it was on. Then I wanted to figure out how I could break it. it. And (laughs) And then what were the what are the uh, the possibilities? So um, I guess I, and and my my personality makeup. I like gadgets. Yeah. You know, and then I want to see how the gadget works. And so yeah, and here was a big gadget. So um, I just like the idea of how you move things forward. You know. Um, because the church has to be where people are. Uh, yes. And right now, yeah. uh, they are in digital space. And they were in digital space pre-COVID. That's right. You know, and I like, I love the ministry of evangelism, but I'm going to change that name. I like Let's see, what, what, what did, I was washing clothes the other day. Um, ah, how, how's this for uh, evangelism? Because people get scared of the word. Yeah. Digital engagement. <laughs> I, because we're going to have to figure out how to, and it's not just evangelism. Uh, we're going to have to figure out how to um, engage everybody in this new reality and it's not just let's go out and get some some people no but it's how do we engage everyone so Mm -hmm. i think engagement is going to be the key as we uh uh, move forward now what was the question because you know i can just run down a rabbit hole Well, the the question was uh you know more you embraced it early and where did you see the potential and how is it you know but that was but i think you gave a good answer (laughs) (laughs) but even with the websites you know uh back in the day we used to knock on doors leave a little you know a trinket or souvenir and have conversation you better not knock on people's doors they're looking at you like who are you and why are you here and you have to have a top level and it it doesn't have to be expensive you have to have a good website because that's how they knock on doors these days if somebody is interested in coming to your church they're coming uh to your website first and if you're sitting up there and all these blinking colors and music, uh, uh, that person will say, hmm, um, I've seen all I need to know about this place. And they go and find another website. Exactly. We don't want to scare them away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some scary websites in my life and time. But yeah, so we, we, uh, it would, 
we would greatly benefit from being uh, resilient and flexible and willing to make to make mistakes and find out what doesn't work. Well, see, that's where I think the advice that your member with the computer gave you back at your first church is like the best advice for all of digital ministry. You can't break it. You just need to try. I mean, I've been using tech all of my life and I have only broke something once to the point that I couldn't figure it out, you know, and, and you're right. People get scared that they're going to break it. So they don't even try. I need to understand it everywhere. I need to understand it hundred percent before I can do anything. And the, this, yeah, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. this is what I tell people who are afraid. I ask them, I said, how'd you get here? Oh, we drove. I said, you drove a car, right? Okay. Route, rode a bike, whatever. I said, can you fix a car? No. I said, so I, you know, I said, there are people out here don't, who don't know how to change a tire and they're driving cars. Yes. Just because you can't fix it doesn't mean you can't use it. You don't have to know how to, you don't have to be a mechanic to drive a car. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to uh, code to know how to use laptops and all the technology that's available to to us. I love that's that's so true. Um, so tell me in all your years, either well, either in this past year, because the church, you know, came online. Um, well, truly the church got caught up to about 10 years ago where the internet was 10 years ago. We've we've caught up to about, right yeah, about 2011 or so. Um, but in this last year or even before that, you know, what is one of your, you know, favorite ministry stories or example of Christian community uh, that you've seen in the digital space? Well, uh, now is back in the day, but it is not uh, in terms of uh, years because, you know, years yeah. get compressed with the technology because it changes. Do you remember Church Sockham, Church Social Yes, Media? I do. Yes, Church yes. Sockham. Uh, yeah, yes. so uh, at, at that time, people were uh, uh, arguing in other spaces, um, what is real community? You know, uh, digital community isn't real community. And it's like, yeah, it is. You know, I have dear friends now, and we've been dear friends for a decade now, who I've never met in real time, you know. So what constitutes um, uh, community was the, was the big buzz word back in, in the day. And um, now it's not even a question, you know, um, online digital community is real community. Yes. And um, online, digital virtual church is real church yes. it's just that i theologians have to catch up with that you know yeah they just haven't experienced they haven't experienced it yet but it is <laughs> for those it of us that experienced it it's like it is it's real it's it's, it's very real and then you have friends who um are all over the world and so uh, this community is grounded and very real. And uh, church uh, community 
surrounds itself, you know, uh, not surrounds itself, comes around Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. how real can you get? I mean, we're studying the uh, uh, first John or some of the country folks say, I say I come from country folks say I John. And uh, <laughs> I like that. And, I, haven't, I haven't thought of that. And, but. Yeah. And I John, uh, the question is asked, how can you uh, love a God whom you cannot see? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is God virtual? I'm just asking. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot to wrap our uh, minds around, but the good news is that we don't have to get it, you know, kind of like driving that car. Yeah, we don't, yeah, just you can experience it without knowing how to fix it. I like that. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know how to hop in and drive, you know, you know how to get That's to That's right. You know how to and you know how to take your yeah. car to get the oil change. Yeah. There, there are people who can do this. Yeah. Like, you know, you, <laughs> faith grows. That's, right? yeah, that's true. We kind of do a lot of that. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, I like that. So real community and this, you don't have to necessarily understand it to participate. That does remind me, thinking about the old days of Chisakam, excuse me, um, on Twitter is like, that's used to be how I, you know, I was like, I really can't explain Twitter. All I can tell you is you just got to jump in and experience it and start swimming in the stream and you'll, and you'll figure it out. Uh, and that is with a lot of tech, we just, we, we have to try, you know, there is community and there's things going on there and we kind of have to show up and we'll kind of figure it out. Um, and so it's, there is that kind of step of faith, I guess, in a sense. I mean, well, to me, it sounds a lot like as somebody who's real comfortable in online space, to me, kind of the analogy is sometimes me showing up in a physical church building is just as scary as it probably is for some people that are not as tech savvy to actually go do, you know, Ex- exactly, exactly. So then when you drill down, it's relationship. When someone says, you know, well, come on to church, I'll be there to meet you or uh, tell you what, let me get on my uh, computer and walk you through, you know. So at, at the base of all of this, uh, we find relationships. Yes, that's, and I love that because that's really, to me, that's what really is the key thing is like, yeah, I, I keep doing this because of the relationships, how it's enriched my life and how I've mm-hmm. experienced God online. Um, and that's what really excites me about the church getting online is because like, I finally feel like in the last year, the church has kind of come and is now a part of the space that means so much to me that has been the biggest part of my life and, and my work. And it's like, oh, hey, y'all are coming in here. This is awesome. I'm glad to have you. <laughs> exactly, you know. Um, and there are faithful spaces out here online. And again, it was because someone said, have you checked out so-and-so? And it's like, no, let me check it out. And it's been wonderful. Um, With regard to how we worship now, we had two services. And you know how uh, multiple services are. They are really multiple congregations. But uh, people are now in my church interacting with folks that they have never had the opportunity 
to interact with in, in Bible study, in Sunday school, because all of this is, is online, uh, and in church itself. So there have been some really good outcomes that have surprised uh, my folks at church. And they're grateful for them. That's, that's good. Yeah, because I mean, even, you know, a lot of the church has always been come to us, come to us. But even when we say come to us, we still manage to create separations. Um, mm -hmm. And now we're seeing, uh, you know, I've seen, I know of some pastors that have received new members that have never set foot in the building because they participated online. So y'all have new members from that. Um, I'm even attending a church in another city right now, and I'm really loving it, <laughs> but it's all because of online. Um, and I get to worship, you know, after, after my uh, worship service, and we have had our, we even have fellowship hour, <laughs> you know, after I go and I just kind of look at other services and, and get a word as well, because um, it, it was difficult to do that. Uh, pre-pandemic there was there was some services here and there because the truth of the matter is this uh and, and us mainliners don't like to hear but i'm gonna say it anyway um <laughs> go ahead go ahead my my fundamentalist friends the only thing that was is fundamental uh fundamental about them is their theology that they profess but they have been in these spaces for the better part of mm -hmm. 20, 25 oh, yeah. years. So when I think about the great ejection that happened on uh, March 8th, that was the last time we were in uh, our service as a corporate body, uh, they had, they've been out here in digital space for years. Yes. That's... <laughs> They, their technology game is, you know, just on point and it always has been. So we can take a page from our, uh, our family uh, who are fundamentalists. That's well, all I need to take though. Take yeah, exactly. Oh, I agree with that. Cause that's, I mean, that's, I mean, one of the things that I really hope that I think faith growth exists for is specifically um, to help the more mainline and the progressive churches catch up and hopefully maybe one day surpass but at least catch up to where what we can learn from the rest of the church um mm -hmm. because we're you know i just i don't understand why so many of us i don't know when it comes to technology i just i feel i felt like pre-covid i felt like it's just been a lot of navel gazing for many of our churches well, well it, it it was about uh um change and yeah. it's not just you know change in and of itself but uh, we invest a whole lot of ourselves in uh, what's important to us, which is worship, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, even if people leave the church and stay away from it for years, they come back expecting it to be the same way, you know? Yeah. Um, just uh, last week, someone called the church asking for my predecessor, having been estranged from the church for, for a long time. And it's like, he retired. <laughs> what? You mean he's gone? <laughs> you know? So people 
uh, invest it. So it's, it's more than resisting change. There's an emotional attachment and an investment there. So, yeah, but even still, if you want that gold standard, everybody, and we talked about this pre-show, everybody wants, well, we need more young people. people and I'm yeah. always like, why? <laughs> you know, and they look, they're looking at me, well, you know, you, like, it's, it's just like, Pastor, have you lost it? But I ask why, because it's been my experience that we need more young people so we can ogle them. Isn't that creepy? Uh, just to look yeah. at them and not really incorporate them in the life and leadership of the church. I'm happy to say that uh, my church uh, uh, has and, and will continue to uh, incorporate all people uh, into the life of the church. And we do have some folks who are under 35 on uh, on the council. So anyway, you know. I've met one of your under 35 leaders and he's very strong and a very good, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he does, I'm sure he does great things for y'all, and it's good that y'all mm-hmm. have him on board. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, if you're gonna have young people, see, you you can't say we don't want technology, but we want young people. Mm-hmm. They're not coming. They're going. They might come that first time and eat your brownies and your lemon bars and never be seen again. <laughs> and those lemon bars are good too, by yeah. the way. But yeah, but uh, it, it might give them a nice nostalgic feeling from like their grandma or something, but they probably right. won't be back. <laughs> right, they won't. And because um, this is what's, uh, this is the trajectory of the church. Even as we talk about what hybrid uh, worship is going to look like going forward, uh, we're changing our language around that because, you know, you hear people talking about, well, when we go back, and when we go back, I said, no, we're not going back. There will be a return because all of us have been changed by this experience. Uh, You see me uh, uh, looking like uh, was it the first Star Trek with Persis Kambata? Yeah, and she had a a shorn head. Uh, We have been impacted. We have gained, and we have lost things in this pandemic. Me, I lost my hair. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real, I did. It, it brought forth a medical condition and so I have no hair but the good thing is I got a nice head it's it's not you know if you check it out it's nice it's, it's not it's good, good shape yeah, it, nice it's got, yeah you know it doesn't have the texture of a, a, a jackfruit nor is it long like the alien <laughs> so you know you just <laughs> celebrate what you got here yeah. uh, but yes we will return and we will return wiser. Um, we will return uh, more grounded because we have learned how to trust God in ways in which we never had to trust. Uh, yes. One of my uh, mentors, Sister Mary Lou Jones, a uh, uh, Benedictine nun, she says this pandemic will teach us things that we could have learned no other way. This pandemic will teach us things that we could have learned no other way. And so, and she's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it kind of goes 
back to part of our pre-recording conversation we were talking about that you know god may not have brought this pandemic but god definitely is is finding redemption you know in it and uh and that's kind of where it is like hey the church in some ways is being redeemed and heading in new directions um a direct result of this um mm -hmm. even yeah and that's exciting even though the pandemic's been kind of oh yeah the pandemic uh, it, it literally has been um we've lost yeah. loved ones yeah. um we've lost so much um but we've learned some things. I won't say that those things are, you know, the counterbalance. I mean, I, I lost a couple friends and uh, a favorite uncle uh, due to uh, COVID-19. Uh, by the way, I'm going to put in my plug. If you're able, uh, get vaccinated. If you yes. are able, because there's some uh, for some, uh, the vaccination is contraindicated, but if you are able, uh, please, uh, yes, yes, please do that. Um, it's basic. We we teach uh, in confirmation class that our response is to serve and love God and the neighbor to grace. Mm -hmm. That's a, yeah. Well, no, I love that. Um, and I think we're going to end there because we are just about out of time. Um, this has been a fact. Well, like this I know, I know we like, I mean, we could go another hour. Um, and I think, I think we're going to have to have you back on the podcast at another time because this was a phenomenal conversation, but I think it was also just the start of a conversation. Um, and so we'll have to make plans to have you back in a while, in a few months, and we can oh, keep. We'll be glad going. to come uh, come back, because you know, uh, Chris, I used to kind of pester you a little bit about what you knew <laughs> <laughs> technologically. So uh, oh, yeah. I, I'm still ready to continue. <laughs> so, yeah, well, good. Um, well, once again, thank you for being a guest on uh, how we do digital ministry. I'd like to invite all of our listeners to make sure that they subscribe on YouTube. If they're on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, or if they're listening uh, via podcast, make sure that they subscribe on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. Um, Pastor Angela, tell our listeners how they can find and follow you online. Well, um, there's our website, allsaintsbuoy.org. Uh, uh, all on Sundays, you can check us out. We uh, broadcast to uh, Facebook, uh, and uh, I love to say this, this is what, what cracks my younger friends up, the YouTube. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can check out the YouTube, uh, and uh, the handles All Saints uh, uh, Bowie, or All Saints Lutheran Church uh, Bowie. Uh, again, you can contact me through uh, the, our website, uh, my Facebook is Pastor uh, Angela and Shannon, uh, so you can find me there as well and uh, other social uh, media outlets as well. But uh, I do something called the Weather Report. Uh, you can find me fussing uh, on the Weather Report. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I saw the Weather Report last week, uh, which is <laughs> actually kind of sad, but I'll. We'll talk about that offline. Um, right, right, right. Um, okay, we'll list, uh, so we'll put links to all the sites that Pastor Angie just mentioned in the show notes. 
Uh, once again, thank you for listening today. Um, we would like to connect with all of our listeners in other ways as well. We have a private Facebook group named How We Do Digital Ministry. The link will be in uh, the show notes. We invite you to come join us to keep the conversation going uh, in between episodes. All right. Uh, peace and blessings to all of you. We'll see you next week.